Disclaimer. Today's episode concerns a topic that can be uncomfortable or even triggering for some listeners. The Passionate Stewardship Podcast and brand in no way want to endanger anyone. Instead, we want to bring education and awareness to a crisis impacting communities worldwide. If you or someone you know is being affected by human trafficking, help and support are available. Please call 1-888-373-7888. The call is free and confidential and someone is available to support 24-7. You can also text 233733 or for TTY service 711. Again, that number is one 373 or to text 233733. TTY service is 711. Please enjoy the episode. Hey now, and welcome back to the Passionate Stewardship Podcast, a podcast for helping professionals who strongly believe in supporting their community and the humans who live there. I am your host, Dr. Sherry. So y'all, one month down, how about it? Um, This month, we have highlighted human trafficking here on the podcast. And I appreciate you for hanging in there. I appreciate all the feedback and all of that good stuff. I have shared with my circle what we were going to be tackling this month. And everybody was like, go for it. Like, we need to be talking about this. Like it's literally happening in our backyard. And so the organization that I provide leadership to, we also provide services for victims and survivors of human trafficking. So it felt right. I would not be a human service professional if I did not talk about issues that are passionate to me that means something to me. And so as we end Human Trafficking Prevention Month here on the podcast, the work does not end. The conversations do not end. Let's keep this dialogue going. Let's keep the support going. Let's keep the education going. Like, I want to hear what you've learned this past month. I want to hear like, hey, I have connected with a nonprofit organization that supports human trafficking victims. And I think I'm going to volunteer or I'm going to sign up for human trafficking one-on-one training because I want to learn more because I want to do more. So I want to hear about it. This is our last episode for this month where we are highlighting human trafficking. And so I just want to dispel some myths that exist around human trafficking, as well as share some great reads that could further your education around this topic. Remember, I told y'all a couple episodes ago, I love books. Books are my love language. And so I'm going to share some books with you that I have read that I highly recommend that you read as well if you are wanting to know more 
So I will let you know those at the end of this episode, but they'll also be in the show notes. And so if you are listening to this and you want to know more, want to learn more, so you can better support your clients and the community in a genuine way, and you want to educate yourself on this topic, just stick around because all of that information will come at the end of this episode and it'll also be in the show notes. So first, I appreciate you for sticking in this month because it's been a heavy topic. After you've listened, I hope you have done something really good for yourself and taken some deep breaths and taken a walk or had a good old cup of coffee or a nice cup of tea or done something really good for yourself. Because even though you might not be a victim or a survivor of human trafficking, and even if you are, again, our intention was never ever to trigger you at all. But our intention was to educate those who are oblivious as to what's going on in their community. Our intention is to educate the listeners so they can be proactive when they see something that doesn't look right. So they can call the police and, you know, be responsive, you know, use the hotline. So the hotline is not just for victims and survivors. If you see something, say something, please call the hotline and share that information on the hotline and allow them to assist. So they will execute something like don't just stand by because how would you feel if you were in that situation and someone saw you and could help you, but didn't like let that sink in. Like it wouldn't feel good. So let me get off my soapbox for a minute because I'm passionate about this y'all. I'm passionate about helping people supporting people. And you can't just sit by and just see someone hurting and not respond. Again, I don't put my cape on and I'm not asking you to put your cape on, but use that number at the top of this episode. Like use that number, text that number. There is something that you can do. Never say there is nothing that you can do. On this podcast, Within this brand, we will always provide resources so you can be a part of the solution. You feel me? Okay, so let's get these myths going. So instead of us doing fact or not, we're going to do myth or real talk. Okay, that's how we're going to do this. So myth number one. There is always a level of violence associated with human trafficking. So this is something that we talk about a lot in the office. Because sometimes, real talk, most traffickers use psychological means with their victims, such as tricking and defrauding. Manipulation is a huge one or threatening victims into doing what they want. Now, what I am not saying is that violence is not a part of it because there are physical acts of violence. But most of the time, it's psychological. Traffickers get into the minds of their victims. So the myth is that there is always a level of violence associated with human trafficking. But real talk is... A lot of traffickers, most traffickers, use psychological means to get at their victims. Myth number two, 
all human trafficking involves sex. Now, remember, we talked about this a couple episodes ago. There are two forms of human trafficking. You have your sex trafficking and your labor trafficking. But also remember, human trafficking uses force, fraud, or coercion to get another person to provide labor or commercial sex. So human trafficking does not always just involve sex. You know, many experts believe that there are more situations of labor trafficking than there is sex trafficking, but you hear more about sex trafficking than you hear about labor trafficking in the United States. You are always hearing about the horrific sex trafficking stories. You know, I remember during the pandemic at the agency where I am now, you know, a lot of agencies saw this increase in DV numbers. We didn't see an increase in DV numbers. What we did see is an increase in human trafficking numbers. We had a lot of parents calling us because they did not know where their daughters were or they knew where their daughters were and they didn't know how to go about getting their daughters back. And they knew their daughters were in human trafficking situations. So we didn't see an increase in DV numbers, but we did see an increase in sexual assaults and we saw an increase in human trafficking. Like I never forget staff calling me and and telling me like, We keep getting moms call us saying, I know my daughter's being trafficked and I know she's in such and such and I know who she's with. Like, what can I do? So it's processing with moms during that time how to go about getting their daughter back. So it was making these connections to the resources that we've shared the past couple episodes. So the myth, all human trafficking involves sex, but the real talk is it doesn't. Remember, there are two forms. You have your labor and your sex trafficking. It's just you hear more about sex trafficking than you hear labor. So myth number three, human trafficking only happens in underground industries. That's a myth, but the real talk is human trafficking cases have been reported and prosecuted in industries like restaurants, cleaning services, construction, factories, and more. It's not just underground industries. We're talking about industries that are in your face, that you drive past, walk by, run by, see all the time. If you really sit and think about it, I'm sure you can recount times that you have watched the news and saw how such and such restaurant was closed or massage parlor was closed because of human trafficking. The next myth, myth number four, all commercial sex is considered sex trafficking. Real talk, all commercial sex involving minors is legally considered human trafficking. Because remember, under the age of 18, regardless, is considered human trafficking. However, commercial sex involving an adult is considered human trafficking if they are doing it against their will or due to force, fraud, or coercion. Remember that definition of human trafficking that we explored. 
So the next myth, people trafficked are physically unable to leave their situations. They're locked in or held against their will. So I know that this seems like, nah, this can't be a myth. Like this has to be for real. But it sort of kind of is a myth. And let me tell you why. This can be the case for some victims. Not all, but some victims. However, you know, some victims lack the resources to even flee. They lack the transportation, the money, or even a safe place to flee to. So if you think about a victim fleeing their situation, their trafficker has all the power and all the control. They have the money. They have the means of transportation. When you see a trafficker, you see the victim. When you see the victim, you see the trafficker. More times than not, the main reason that a victim won't leave is fear for their safety, either their safety or their family's safety. Because remember, traffickers will use scare tactics. So they're not just saying, I might do something to you, but I know where your family is. So I'll do something to your family also. Traffickers have deeply, deeply, deeply manipulated some victims so that they don't even know or even identify that they're under the control of a person. And that's the scary part. They are conditioned to think and to feel that this is regular. The next myth People in active trafficking situations always want help getting out. And I know this is another one like, well, of course they do. And yes, they do. But this also goes back to the other myth. Some victims don't even know that they're being victimized in the beginning. Because remember, they use manipulation. Some traffickers, they show up. Oh, I love you. You're my baby. You're my boo. They're showering their victims with gifts and compliments and love. They're building up this trust. And then, you know, they're selling them for commercial sex. And then the trafficker is using the excuse, if you love me, you will do this. So it's a psychological, the mental and the emotional manipulation. So every trafficking victim and situation, it's unique. You know, that fear, isolation, guilt, shame, sometimes that misplaced loyalty are among many of the factors that keep a person from seeking help or even identifying themselves that they are even a victim or that, or again, that they're actively being trafficked because this is my boyfriend. How in the world am I being, he is my boyfriend. He's not my trafficker. He's my boyfriend or he's my husband or this is my mother or this is my father. Yes. Yes, ma'am. Yes, sir. Yes. Parents can also will also have also trafficked their children. Remember, it's those that are closest to the victims that often traffic those victims. This is a lot but we can do something about it. Now, what I don't want us to get this confused with is individuals who actively and consciously choose to do sex work. We don't shame sex workers over here. That's not what we do. Do what you do, boo-boo. 
There is no shaming of sex workers over here. Human trafficking is not sex work. Sex trafficking is not sex work. Human trafficking is for someone who is involved in something against their will. They are being forced, they are being coerced into engaging into commercial sex against their will. So don't you be going around saying that individuals who choose the profession of sex work as being human trafficking victims. Now, can human trafficking victims, if they are human trafficking victims, they are not sex workers. They are victims of human trafficking. We have to show up for our victims and survivors of human trafficking. It's important and we can show up for our victims and survivors of human trafficking. It's imperative that we show up. This is a billion dollar business. This has no business being a billion dollar business globally. We are talking about people's lives. Modern day slavery is a billion dollar business globally. Let that sink in. It makes no sense. So we have to be on the lookout. We have to know where the resources are. We have to know how to show up for our young people. We have to know how to direct our community members, when we see something, we have to know the resources that are available and not be afraid. You don't have to approach. You should not approach. Please don't approach. I, please, I beg you, don't approach. But please use that number. Call. Use the resources. Please call. Because there are resources available. There is safe shelter available. Okay, so this has been a lot this month, a whole lot. And I appreciate you so much for sticking in. So books, some really, really good books that you can learn so much more about human trafficking. So the first book is Human Trafficking Around the World. Hidden in Plain Sight by Stephanie Hepburn and Rita J. Simon. Really good. I'm going to say really good after everyone because they are really good. Human Trafficking 101 Stories, Stats, and Solutions by Amy Joy. And Sex Trafficking Inside the Business of Modern Day Slavery by Sudhaskara. And Girls Like Us, Fighting for a World Where Girls Are Not for Sale by Rachel Lloyd. Really, really good books. They're not long. They're not short reads. So I have the paperback. I think all of them are not on Audible. I'm also an Audible. So if I buy it in paperback, I usually buy it on Audible also. All of them are not on Audible. But they're really, really good books. I highly recommend all of them. I will also have the books in the show notes. 
and all of the resources and links for where all of the data, all of the information and our guest information, all of that good stuff will be in the show notes. I love you guys so much for showing up and just, you know, walking with a sister through this really tough topic. We won't always talk heavy, but heavy is necessary because this is the world that we're living in right now. We have to address these issues because professionals like myself, human service professionals, this is what we deal with on a daily basis. And some of us deal with it more than others. So we have to show up. And this is not the end of this conversation. Like you need to be having conversations with your nieces and nephews about their internet use. And you need to be having conversations with your sisters about their internet use. And, you know, these are conversations that you should be having. They're important conversations. They're important issues to be having conversations about. So remember, self-care is health care. And kindness is free. So please do me a favor and be kind to someone today, tomorrow, the next day, the next day, and the next day. I love you for listening. And until next time, be kind to yourself and to others. Bye.